On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, it's Lamia Akamia. And balls, balls, balls. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. Oh, and I just realized that my nose was a little stuffy when I said I'm. <laughs> so I'm sorry, this week we're talking about what? Uh, season 6, episode 4, Weekend at Bobby's. Oh, Weekend at Bobby's. How long has it been since you saw Weekend at Bernie's? I've never seen it all the way through. Of course you haven't, man. You are the worst. Did you finish Roadhouse? No, because it was running in its entirety, and there was commercials too, so it was like over three hours because it was running okay. on IFC. But I watched the first hour or so, and I want to watch the rest, to be fair. All right, so what we will do, because the actual, the best way to watch Roadhouse, there is a Blu-ray or DVD version with commentary by Kevin Smith and Jason, what's his name? The yes. yeah, uh, doing commentary on Roadhouse. Wow. They had nothing to do with no. the movie whatsoever, but no, it's just, just them just doing the commentary it. for shits and giggles. That's hilarious, it, and it is. So that yeah. is okay. You've seen an hour. You've got a gist. So we'll we'll do it again. I am. One of the few people in the world who actually still owns, or actually I just bought a new one, um, a a device to watch the spinning discs on. So, and then I, I will have excuse to buy Roadhouse. 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 So, what did you do this weekend, Diana? Oh, yeah, you, you didn't watch all of Roadhouse again. Did not watch all of Roadhouse again. Um, <clears throat> no, we um, had a nice time celebrating my brother-in-law's birthday with the family. Uh, had a nice little cruise out with the car club and Deep Ellum on Saturday. And uh, then uh, had a work, work, fancy work, not fancy at all. Super chill, but big work group gathering for, we call it our post-holiday dinner. Because it's so hard to get people together over the holidays. So we wait till afterwards Smart. and have a Smart. big group dinner. Yeah. So did that. That's been mine. Works uh, a little crazy, but it's all good stuff as we, um, you know ramp up for a super exciting spring and uh spring live, live music is, is a thing you know live and then um more importantly though liz you and i are counting down to something else yeah yeah we already talked about vacation on here all the time everybody knows i know, I know. I just it the same thing I do. <laughs> all right so what have you been up to okay well so austin had another natural disaster like i'm just kind of used to them at this point i'm like okay this time we're gonna have another winter storm what's gonna happen so this time i didn't lose power the grid held a lot of people did lose power though because the ice was just ridiculous and i did lose internet for two days which mean i was like working off of my phone which sucked and like i wish like i could have lost like power and internet because then like you don't have to work right and then you're cold i mean granted it got very very cold and people died i'm sorry but 
you know, at least then I could have read books. Like there was some point. Instead of half-assed trying to trying to work from a yeah, it's really hard like working without internet, and like I I do have things that I can do without it though, and it sucks. But um, so then the backyard was a gorgeous winter wonderland of ice all over my 50 trees back there which then mm-hmm. there was a lot of ice then it started getting really heavy then mm-hmm. my backyard started sounding like diana's neighborhood where diana's neighborhood just sounds like people are shooting each other all the time because they are and they're not each other they're just shooting out somewhere they're shooting things but yes and there's just gunshots the all the time and that is what a tree sounds like when it breaks and the sound of thousands of trees breaking is disturbing and it's just like it's a jump scare it's just like because you don't know when it's happening like it's and so like 24 hours of that yeah that was that was not a good week then my poor kitty she had a biopsy but now she's a jazz cat and addicted to heroin or whatever uh opiate she's on opiate yeah i caught her with a bongo it's just you know like it's sneaking cigarettes you know no fedora yet or beret why is it so hard to find a fedora? I'm just very upset. For a cat, we, to be clear. For a to cat. Be clear. You to can be find f- a fedora. <laughs> fedora for a cat. So, you know, I think we're just used to, at least I am, instant gratification now, right? Like, yeah. if you're laying around and you're going, my cat's super high and I want to get her a fedora and a tiny saxophone so I can make a funny picture to put on Instagram of my cat being high yeah i should just be able to go to amazon and go cat fedora poof i'm I amused know. they had a lizard didn't they have a lizard one and not a cat one there was one for a bearded dragon and well like the chickens there was cowboy hats for the chicken but yeah. like the there wasn't really a fedora like the okay. and like there were like top hats and i guess like but it was like you know that's a top hat it doesn't look like yeah. a fedora like i did see like a doll for like a chick indiana jones that had like a plastic fedora but like there wasn't even a fedora for a doll like why is this what what the fuck do you have against fedoras amazon like and walmart like i'm sure i could have found one on etsy but like i wanted it the next day like the cat was only like she's only gonna be on drugs for so long (laughs) hopefully the maiden melody yeah, yeah, it was oh. like we don't have time to wait for six weeks for your bullshit Etsy. This was a I need this shit to come from China right. overnight. Yeah, sorry, carbon footprint Earth. Yeah, we uh we didn't get the ice storm that you did. We just had well, we hold on, we had a very different ice storm. Yes, we had, you had, had our like c- yeah. city shut down for multiple days, but we didn't have the coating of ice on, that destroyed half of the trees. We just had so much ice on the ground that you couldn't leave your driveway. Because even by the time the roads cleared, people still couldn't get out of their driveways. It was a little wild for a couple days. Yeah, no, I definitely could not have gotten out of my driveway. But what is weird, driving around here in Austin, like literally through, like still now, still dodging trees just because they're everywhere. And, you know, people like all you hear now are just chainsaw, like it's constant chainsaws, which also 
not a soothing sound that is also so we're just like i am in like the asmr from hell week of just like things that maybe that's also why i'm just like on edge and irritated just because like yeah it's 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 been a stressful week but on the bright side we found a new tv show and i'm fucking stoked it's called extraordinary and it's available on hulu i think it's a hulu original it looks i think so and the lead girl was the nun in uh in what's the girls uh dairy girls uh but tldr like everybody in the world gets powers but one girl but it's just that's not even it like it doesn't feel like a superhero show it just it's it's hysterical there's just like what some of the best writing i've seen in a long time it's like it's like you know a little bit of the, like the, what do they call it? urban fantasy a little bit but without like the creep like creatures i guess i don't know so it's like a little bit superhero-y very much just like young it's com- along like 30 the minute lines, comedy yeah it's like the boys if the boys was written by a woman okay that's kind of my analogy because the the tone the tonality of it has completely changed but it still kind of yeah. has that level of really filthy humor oh, but yeah. because it's british the the filthy humor seems less dirty less dirty yeah it does i don't know what it is I, and Kelly, no, I'm, in, you know, I'm, into I a, I'm only a couple episodes in, but I'm definitely enjoying it. It's super fun. Well, you know, you're a couple of episodes in, so you will get this, and everyone, you know, everyone else, you'll watch this. Go watch it. I'm not spoiling anything, but so I've been pimping the show out to all my friends because I'm just I want to talk about it with everybody, and everybody yeah. should watch the show. And my friend just sends me a text message. So can we start calling your cat Jizz Lord? And I'm like, oh, this is. I knew that was going to happen. So like, why did I not expect that? So uh, that is definitely been it's it's been a while. I've been needing a show. So I'm glad. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but I was on the mission for another thirty minute show because that's what I yeah. So. Well, this is Wait. not a thirty minute show. It's an hour show. It's a thirty minute episode. Is it thirty? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know how time works. I'm stoked. Well, yeah. Well, let's get into weekend Those at Bobby's. Really only thirty minutes long. so funny i really thought they were an hour okay um (laughs) let's talk about this episode yeah so weekend at bobby's this is not a bummer finally finally zero days it's not a bummer this was episode four in season six it first aired october 15th 2010 written by that wonderful duo dab and laughlin and the director i think is somebody is his first time directing for supernatural but i think it's some somebody y'all would know and that's jensen ackles what What? crazy it is crazy so this was like i said jensen ackles first episode of directing for the show and also just his first time directing ever as far as i could tell like i think like you you watch the there is a behind the scenes that goes into like his journey of directing for the first time way to way to capitalize on that dudes but it was you know on the dvd that i i saw and then i found it on youtube and sent the link to diana the link will be in the show notes but yeah what did you think of that it was really cool right that was cool i was seeing how everybody interacted and stuff and i you know obviously it was entertaining um but it was interesting to just kind of see him like really like kind of like 
kind of got his ass whipped at first, like, and, and really just adjusting to being on that side of things. It was cool. Yeah. And you know how much like he really like put his effort into it. Also, like, he looks so young in it, which is very weird to watch. And it's also really nice. Like if you see somebody like it's nice to see Jensen Ackles being Jensen Ackles and not not Dean and not, you know, yeah. uh, Soldier Boy or, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you know, oh, that was the other thing that I forgot to say. Oh, I forgot to say we have exciting news. There's there's two exciting news things that are happening. Uh, so before we get into this episode, one, finally, creation has moved the supernatural and friends or what the whatever the fuck they're calling it now, like supernatural and other projects, etc. Uh, they're moving it to Austin. So out of Dallas, well, they stopped have, I'm assuming this is what happened is probably Jensen and Jared were like, it's stupid for us to drive to Dallas when we live in Austin. I'm assuming that's what happened. Probably. And all the people who work on Jared's show live in Austin. So I don't know. Yeah. But so that's coming in August. That is very exciting. Yeah. Also, in March, they have added people to Alamo HeroCon. So we will that'll be, I think it's the second week of March. It's in San Antonio, but I think technically it's in shirts. So yeah. that's it's San Antonio like, which I guess is like, you know, them saying that create that creation one was in Dallas. Dallas was in Plano. Was in Plano. Yeah. But so uh supernatural people who will be at that will have uh Julian Riching, so Death, uh, who Diana has finally got to see, so he will be mm-hmm. there. Travis Wester, who was in Ghost Facers, but hilariously when Alamo Huracan was was tweeting about this. It said hashtag ghost chasers. So I'm not sure if that was a autocorrect or somebody done fucked up. But it said hashtag, they're very excited for hashtag ghost chasers. But uh, Travis Wester is going to be there and that's pretty cool. And then also AJ Buckley, who Diana does not know. He comes in much later, but uh, he will also be there along with anime people but i don't understand that and a baby will also be there so uh if you are in the texas area that's you know it's a very reasonably priced con i think it's like 20 bucks or something like hmm. and like the the they're always like those those meet and greets there are always uh I, I, i'm not saying like creation stuff is like reasonably priced but this is just like it and just you know it's a it's a little budget yeah, so it's definitely um, a need, more of a f- um, cost cost effective conscious range. Yep. yep. Sure. Anyhow, okay. So sorry, I meant to say that earlier. This is why I was supposed to write stuff down, but okay. we hadn't actually gotten into talking about the episode. So and that all that all it all it all ties together. But very excited. Yes. Uh, we will definitely be there in in August. At least I will be there. I'm I'm assuming I'm going to drag Diana there somehow. I'll plan on it for August. Woo-hoo. I put on my calendar, my master calendar that I live by now, apparently. <clears throat> all right. So that is all of what we've been doing in the back and in, back intro to this episode. So I think we're about ready to are we dive in. Yeah. We're going to dive in. in. And so first off, recap. So during the recap, you start seeing people pop up. And they're people that make Liz excited. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, 
it's a Crowley episode. Woo! Oh, yeah. Then you see Rufus. Yeah, it's a Rufus episode. Rufus. Woo! And then you see Jody, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Oh, this, this is just going to be great. And mm-hmm. so it's already getting off exciting, right? Yeah. And then we flash to Galveston. Yes. And a newscaster speaking who I don't, I don't think I'm fucking with your casting couch notes because I don't think this was in here. I just want to say this before we get into it. That was Jensen's father, Alan Ackles, doing the voice for the newscaster on the TV that oh. Bobby is watching. That's so funny. what is happening in Galveston? They were having massive swells, looked like a hurricane, and then all of a sudden it's sunny the next day. Because it's Texas. Well, actually, it was said it was a year ago. So it was like, well, you know, like when we would do like 10 years ago, like Katrina happened. But yeah. but still, like they're like super like, whoa, like a year ago we had a hurricane and today it's really pretty. I don't find that shocking news, but that's OK. That's how weather works. Yes. Yeah. A year ago. <laughs> that's how weather works. Weird. Weird. But that's cool. But we don't need to worry about what's on TV because something else is <laughs> happening. No, Bobby's doing a summoning spell. It's a summoning. It's a summoning. Yeah. Remember, friends are temporary, but a summoning lasts forever. (laughs) And uh, who is he summoning? He is summoning my boyfriend. And one, I want to know, like, if it's, can I just summon Mark Shepard to my house this way? Is this possible? Uh, So according to the wikis, if you're going to summon my boyfriend, uh mr crowley what you need are several ingredients a but this one does have a sigil that's very similar to the one that was used to summon azazel azazel Mm -hmm. which is not i mean they're both demons right uh but you got to have candles around it you need a bowl that's got it got ingredients in it including the blood of the summoner so bobby's blood's in there so that's gross and he had the cut on his hand he had his hand wrapped yep yep and you've got to set it aflame with a match. That's why I threw that in there. And, and then you have to say some weird words in Latin that are kind of like bullshit Latin. And But I think basically it says, and reunite them before me. We only hear the end of it. And then, poof. There he, he is. Appears. <clears throat> so they get real. And and, and he, he shows up real surly and snarky. Like Crowley do. He does. He does. Um, and Bobby's kind of insulted by his attitude. He's like, we saved the world together, but you're too good to share a drink with me. And that's when Crowley calls out his taste in whiskey and definitely judges, well, I guess it's, yeah, and definitely judges Bobby's rock gut age 60. As you should. I mean, treat yourself better, Bobby. That is just, that's just gross. But the summary is Bobby wants his soul back because that was the fucking deal. Right, they save the they save the world. Bobby gets a soul back, but of course Crowley, being a demon, he's like, "Oh, you didn't read the contract," and we have the contract up here on Bobby's skin, and apparently Crowley's only obligated to make its best efforts to return. No, no, the soul. no. Where, do you do you remember where the clause to his contract was? It was on Bobby's naughty bits. Yes. So now, does that mean his balls or his penis? This is a very, by the way, guys, just warning you, this is a penis-heavy episode. That word is going to be said a lot. So did Crowley, like, put that on the balls or the penis? And if it's on the balls, I'm assuming Bobby doesn't look like a shaver, right? I mean, he could be. He could surprise us, right? He could He could be getting, keeping all the nits and bibbles, you know, bubbles. 
neat and clean. But I'm, I'm assuming there's some like you know hair there. So like, how do you read? Would like, you be able what, to read it? Yeah, that's a problem. Bust a mirror out. That's why. Like that's why you never saw the claws. <sighs> so Crowley says time that my hands to think about this stuff. <laughs> So Crowley is basically like, yeah, sorry. Uh, I said I'd make best efforts. That's all. And, um, you know, you're just going to have to, you know, hang out for like 10 years and just take care of yourself till then. Otherwise you go to hell. Yeah. So very nice. And Bobby's like, yeah, I kind of figured this was going to happen, but so you're trapped in a devil's trap. Well, specifically he says, I went dateline on your ass. And so dateline on your ass, that means, you know, it lights up, lights up fluids. So it did like, did Bobby like pee or something else to make the devil's trap? I thought it was blood. I mean, Crowley kind of says the same thing because he was like, I hope that's paint. Um, because. Ew. <laughs> I didn't go there at all. Thanks for putting that in my brain. Hey, apparently Crowley went there too. So I'm just saying. Oh, that's what so... Dateline lights up. It's either you're either luminoling blood or other things. I I was thinking blood, but okay. And but Crowley expected this too, because they both kind of know how each other operates at this point. And he's got his hellhound there. I wish Getting... we learned the hellhound's name. Why did he say it's it? Got, with its gnarly puppy breath right in Bobby's face, so he has to break the edge of the trap and let Crowley go. Oh, Bummer. So we cut to Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, present day um, at the uh, playground where we've got Sam and Dean are in the woods adjacent to the playground with a dead body. And like the body has a massive hole in its chest. Not yeah, it pretty, like pretty big claw. <laughs> big claw. Yeah. Big claw in its chest. No, um, no, no other signs of things um anything else going on so they call bobby and send him a picture of this giant claw with the like fancy i don't know like they're sending it from their phone to his dial-up internet i don't really know what's happening there it's very well weird. so what's happening is they sent me on a rabbit hole and <laughs> so because like when dean says like he tells bobby to check his wang and i mean did you did you even remember like there was a thing called wang once you not until somebody said it and I was like, Oh yeah, I regularly remember that. I don't even I don't even remembering that. And like Dave and, remembered it. Babe yeah, did. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, after I went to that, I was just like, Man, like somebody needs to make the documentary of it. Like if you really I, I think it's worth just go down a wang hole. Like I did it for like a little while last night. And so at the very least, like go to YouTube and Google uh, Google, I guess, search for wang super bowl and you can see there they have like two commercials that that were during the super bowl one was like david versus goliath and that was supposed to be them versus ibm and the second one was just this helicopter like outside of a skyscraper <laughs> shooting somebody in, the, yeah. in like that was supposed to be ibm and it was whoa it was the metaphor was not veiled no no i i don't know who like like apparently they had to pull the commercial off the air and so i encourage you we'll also drop it in the show notes oh yeah so yes that was, was that was his wang okay yeah that was just so uh 
anyway, so he, he tries to tell the brothers that he's busy right now. Um, but he goes ahead and um, does his research. And his... No, he does not do his research. He has a montage. He gets oh. to have a montage. He does. To what song? The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. It was so good. It was so good for him. It was. And so he's cruising across. Well, he first says a word, which I know is an iconic Bobby word. This is the first time we hear him say in this episode, balls. Yes. The first, the first of many. I think there can be like a balls counter that goes on, but he does Mm -hmm. say balls because the book he has doesn't have what he needs. Right. And so So he needs to go on a mission. Yep. So he's driving across town and a pretty blonde lady's waving at him from her front yard from her mailbox and she's waving a wave flirty waving mm-hmm. so he goes to the sioux falls library and they're closed till he breaks in like you do boo and steals a book boo. like you do and he does say balls again here yeah we have two um, balls in there we he gets the balls when he goes into the library and then a balls when the car won't start mm-hmm. and then uh he gets home and he's researching uh, into the early hours of the night, taking notos. Remember that? Is it, I wonder if that still exists. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it does. Just caffeine pills. It's not good for you, but I'm sure it exists. Yeah, I, have, I guess I, I don't know why I ever like had to have that. But anyway, so the notos and the coffee, and he's just doing like his job until the sun comes up. Yeah, and he says, calls Dean and says, "You're hunting a lamia," so it. It juices the heart and drinks the blood. Chugs the blood. But yeah. I've never heard of one popping up in outside of Greece, though. Mm-hmm. So he basically the easiest way to kill it is no, a silver. wants to know how to gank it. We have to yeah. acknowledge when they say the G word. Ugh. But I was trying to save you from it. No, you have to. We have to shame them every time they do. Well, they need a silver knife blessed by a padre to gank the lamia. And then he Dean just hangs up without saying thank you or anything. Just rude. He's he's mm-hmm. just being really very dismissive. He, he's being really rude this whole episode, like so uh-huh. far. Like he's just yeah, he's he's being a jerk. But then we hear a voice call out to Bobby, a woman's voice, saying, "I'm still here." Oh my God, that's not just a woman. That's a crossroads, Stephen. We can tell because mm-hmm. her eyes are red. Yes. So he goes down, he's downstairs in the basement. He's got the crossroads demon tied up and she makes a crack about his alcoholism. Um, But uh, basically he's trying to torture out of her Crowley's real name. And he's torturing her with this. This is the first time we start seeing this happen. So Mm -hmm. he's got her bones and I guess a flamethrower. Is that what you would call that? Yeah. Torch. Flamethrower thing. Yeah. A torch. very it's convenient like a, is what it it's is a butane I, hand torch and i want it, it like whatever whatever that is i really do want it and so brulee with it yes think of all the, the giant brulee that i can make with that so but while he's torching like every time he hits her bones with this fire mm-hmm. she burns a little and has and i think you saw it if you you know in that little bit of the jensen's like behind the scenes like her what they were doing for the visual effects on her how like that was like makeup mixed in with cgi and then just mm-hmm. in general like effects it was just really well done just having that one little piece like 
burn up and then like go back down and be normal skin again. It was really good. Yeah. And and then in the scene, the demon's saying like, "Oh, it's a myth. That's not going to work, anyways." But it obviously does. And um and and we don't, as the viewer, see what's in this. Oh what no, she was mistaken. <laughs> but we, as the viewer, don't see what he's burning. He shows her, and he's obviously burning something in this bag. But we don't see it at this point in time. Oh, fair, fair, fair. They reveal it later in the episode. I just knew. So. I guess I forgot yeah. that you didn't know that. The, I thought you could see that they were bones. Nope, they don't show you. Okay. But anyway, so finally she's like, uh, no, Crowley's the king, um, and Bobby, king and Bobby and Bobby's like, yeah, of Crossroads, duh. And she's like, no, she, he's the king of hell. Oh, and she's like screaming it. She's like, it's the king of hell. Oh. So he has upgraded. Uh, so oh. daddy got him. Now he's, he can be a zaddy now. So now Crowley is a zaddy because he's the king of hell. And I really don't know the difference between a daddy and a zaddy, whatever. But anyways, okay. So, But then the doorbell rings and interrupts all of this fun. So Marcy is the name of our lovely blonde neighbor. And she is got the hots for Bobby. She's only lived next door for six months. And she's got ginger peach cobbler, which does sound pretty good. And uh, you hear in the background our demon screaming for help while she's inviting him to come over for dinner sometime. So Marcy, I get it, right? You you moved to Sioux, to Sioux Falls, and I I am fairly certain, like your Tinder, like it's just a lot of swipe left, swipe left because yeah. it's Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and you've got this good looking man who's like, you know, Jim Beaver, attractive man. So Bobby, attractive, you know, um, but also he's a loner. You know, you know, you, you see him like he he leaves his house for like days on end, but he's got a junkyard. Yeah, you should probably stay away from Bobby. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. This, that's not There's a good a lot choice. Of red flags. There's yeah, don't go, don't flags. go to the loner dude like next door. I mean, I get it; it's convenient, and also it's not going to work out, and you're going to have to see him all the time driving up, and you're going to have to be That's like, that wave that you did that was so fun earlier is going to be so awkward. Yeah, it will be. So, yeah, but, but Bobby covers up for the screams in the background by saying it's, it's saying he's watching a horror movie. And she's like, oh my gosh, have you seen Drag Me to Hell? Which is funny. It is doubly funny because it is about a Lamia. So, dropping that in there, Sam and Dean are chasing a Lamia. I wouldn't know that because I don't watch those movies. I would know that because it was in the Supernatural Wiki, and that's why okay. I know it. Uh, that was also, uh, Drag Me to Hell was also a Sam Raimi film. I do like Sam Raimi. They do like Sam um, Raimi. So now I'm like, okay, I should probably watch it. So anyways, she doesn't watch Bobby to come over for dinner. Maybe watch Drag Me to Hell at her place. But Bobby gets real weird, rightfully so. So then she, she pivots and, and is like, well, maybe, maybe you can just fix my wood chipper. Is that what but, we're calling it these days? <laughs> that's a violent name for it. <laughs> it is. Oh, especially, oh my god i just oh, my brain is fast forward it's already doing it's spewing blood <laughs> oh anyhow gosh. anyways so wait she you know she tries to do netflix and chill and that doesn't work so she just tries to she throws like one last hail mary and like oh you're good at fixing things come fix, yes yeah. come fix my stuff so you have an got. excuse to come over Anyways, he's so he it's awkward departure. She leaves and um with him being noncommittal uh about maybe coming over the weekend to do that. 
but Bobby's going to go keep burning this demon who finally gives the name Fergus McLeod. Yes, it is Fergus McLeod. And then she says, we call him Lucky the Leprechaun behind his back. And Bobby just looks at her with like the the best like you dumb bitch look on his face. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? Because it's, it's, it's Scottish, not Irish. Yeah, McLeod Scottish Einstein. Like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Demons are stupid. But she thought she was going to get released by Bobby, but she's not. His he, demons uh, are stupid. Said, he said he gave his best effort and he burns her up. Oh, mm-hmm. poor Crossroads demon. She really yeah. didn't do anything but work for Crowley. It's like, I think that's unfair. So we cut to a, a map of Scotland on the table while Bobby is doing, he's answering phones. And I think they do a good job illustrating how busy Bobby is and how much he's supporting the hunter community though, I think in this, because he's answering all these calls and like, you know, the, his regular phone rings and he's helping out like as Bobby, you know, someone. And then like, the FBI phone calls or rings and he's got to answer that and be an FBI guy. And then he's going to go back and say, no, report this to the actual FBI. And like this whole circle of things and just fielding a bunch of stuff. Well, and there's yeah. a few things like within that too. So the person who is like telling that to you about the FBI is named Garth. Mm-hmm. So we haven't met a Garth yet. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's we someone haven't. he just, we have not, but that's just, you know, who he said on the phone uh, that he hasn't heard of Van mm-hmm. doing that. But also, just in terms of the supernatural story, I wonder if this was, oh, while Bobby couldn't be out in the field, he progressed into this, right? Because I think before, like, he kind of, like, he knew stuff, but I don't think it was, like, he wasn't command central. So I think he just got really bored while he was, you know, confined to his, his house more. And just like started calling up people and then like, oh, I can be the FBI. Oh, I can be the CEO, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then Rufus interrupts all this because he's at the door and needs help bearing a body. Like you do sometimes. And uh, but he's got the law on his tail. Oh, 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 there was one more one more line there that I wanted to say. So she he does one of the things that he said when he answered the phone was, Of course she's one of ours. And if she says she's gotta dig that grave up, you better damn well let her. <laughs> Um, back to the the fun with rufus being rufus with a law on his tail yeah and he found an okami okami okay in in billings but they're usually only seen in japan so now we've got a lamia that's usually only seen in greece and an okami that's usually only seen in japan so they go fire up the backhoe to throw this body in in the pit in the middle of bobby's junkyard smart to use the backhoe yes not smart to do it in the asphalt like there was no, like a patch of grass like, like gravel, right next to it, was it gravelly stuff but yeah it was weird that seems like way harder like it's still yeah. like i know it's a machine but there was grass like right there yeah. anyways and and they piece together bobby tells rufus about the crowley situation and and mcleod being his real name and that he was able to piece together kind of where crowley was from because of his preference in whiskey Ooh, smart because it's from a very, it's a very specific, uh, Craig, it's a very specific um, whiskey. 
Yeah, and so according to the wiki, they say that that's Glenn Craig, but I don't think it is because Glenn Craig was only made between 1958 and 1961. Like, it is a very, like, super special whiskey that yeah. is made in that region. Like, there's, like, that area where they're talking about, there's a ton of distilleries there. Like, you know, that's what people do in the Highlands and make fucking whiskey with a Y, mm -hmm. not an EY. And so, yeah, it's... But for, shockingly, Rufus has a lot of friends in Scotland. Yeah. And and this is where we start this other montage of, well, not montage, but an on a repeated scene of Bobby attempting to eat the cobbler that Marcy dropped off and getting interrupted every time. I'd be so mad. I'd be answering the phone with a mouthful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why are you putting it down? Like, who, like, who are you? Like they, mm -hmm. the other person's got to talk sometimes. Like, do you have yeah. any like phone calls, conference calls, zoom calls, things like where I've got Eating. food in my face. There's some, yeah, it's fine. So Dean's on the phone, needs an alternate way to kill the Lamia. Uh, there's, he's standing over a dead priest and Sam's getting his ass kicked. So Bobby's and it's like, very comical the way like Sam getting like his ass kicked because it's pretty funny and the way that so good on you Jensen Ackles for for directing mm -hmm. it this way, uh you know having you know him like on the phone in the front and then just the background action of just like you know things flying back behind you I love like that's one of my favorite because you don't see the Lamia things. you only see yeah you don't see the Lamia you only see Sam flying around yeah it's funny very funny. Well done, for sure. Um, and so <clears throat> Bobby starts giving instructions because he realizes you're in a church. There's a kitchen. Here's the things you need. So he's giving instructions on these other ingredients, salt and rosemary. And as this happens, there is a, a knock at the door. It is FBI agent Adams with uh, Sheriff Jody Mills. Jody. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes, Jody yes. is there. And we get another balls, so that the balls is for the mm -hmm. knocking. And mm -hmm. so in the back, you know, we see him like Dean is like prepping, like doing all the things that Bobby is telling him to, right? So mm -hmm. like, you know, salting and the rosemary, like that's all like, happening in the background. And Bobby tells um, the agent and the sheriff that he's on the phone with his mom. <laughs> that's how it makes sense. Recipe. Yep, it's pretty smart. And as this is all happening, Dean pulls um, the gas line off of the stove, lights it on fire to finish the job with the Lamia. I really enjoyed in the behind the scenes video where you saw the fire guy like light that for Jensen and then like hand it to him. Like I liked watching the fire safety <sighs> behind because you know like they're not just like here's like this flamethrower. Like ah, it was so good. That's funny um so interesting yeah we've got um yeah we've got the sheriff and the agent are like uh we need to look around there's this guy named uh rufus aliases are luther vandros and ruben stuttered and <laughs> bonus points if you remember who ruben stuttered was <laughs> I, did. I did i was I was really into that guy. Well, I, I people who are not of our like, there's a whole there is a whole bunch of people watching that. TikTok right now who have no idea that That's is. True. But That's true. but then D, uh, then then Bobby says, "Nope, never seen that dick." <laughs> and they're like, "How do you know he's a dick?" He said, "Lucky guess." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But um, basically, he was seen pulling onto Bobby's property with a body, which is weird to me because you wouldn't see the body in the bed of his truck. It's just weird. I don't know. So um, anyways, Bobby's like, well, that's ridiculous. So you can't look. I don't really want you looking around without a warrant. Bobby and knows so, his rights. Yeah. So they, they Jody, cannot Jody's look around your place without probable cause. And frankly, guy pulling a wanted felon pulling over your place, but that's probable cause. But whatever. Okay. Anyways, so but Bobby, so, you, you stand up for your rights. So Jody steps in. She's like, "Look, Bobby's a crank, and he's not a fan of no, Big Brother." No, Jody but I know makes him. a penis joke. Penis centric episode. She makes a penis joke. She tells him to zip it up. Well, anyway, so she's she's been uh, you know arresting Bobby for ten years. We got history. She can sort it out with them. They've got a relationship, and so um, yeah, so the agent steps outside, and Bobby's like, "Oh, BT Dub Jody, I've got a body in the basement and another one buried in the yard." <laughs> like you and do, like you do. She is not thrilled. She looks outside to check up where her agent is. That's outside, and he is not standing on the porch where they thought he would be. So we get another balls from Bobby. Um, oh, I miss that balls. Yeah. So outside, they find the agent standing next to a giant hole in the ground that happens to be a busted open hole from the inside where they had buried the Akami. So that's not good. It's not good. And Bobby tells the Fed that the septic tank exploded. And then I started yeah. like panicking about, like, can septic tanks explode? Yeah. I feel like they can, but it's probably uncommon. I don't know. That's terrifying. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want. Um, I don't want my stuff to take to an explode. I don't think that's a normal thing. Uh, anyway, so, so the we get rid of the we get rid of the Fed that way because he just goes away. But we get yeah. to another one. Okay, also I just love Bobby and Rufus together so much. Yeah, like, and I think team. this is the first time that we get this dynamic right before it's always been. It was Dean and yeah, we had, we didn't, we haven't had Bobby and Rufus. We've had not Dean like, and not Ruf- kicking it like this. No, no, we've had Dean and Rufus. And then, um, on where the episode where Joe and Ellen died, we had yeah. Rufus. No, he wasn't there. He was, he was in the D no, we've never had Bobby and Rufus. This is the first time. And so Bobby calls Rufus though. It tells him you got to come back. This Okami ain't dead. And uh, he's like, yeah, no, of course it is. It was a, I, I used bamboo, but blessed by a Shinto, stabbed seven times. He's like, oh no, I only did five times. And they argue about it and it's, oh shit, two to go. So apparently this Akami was known for feeding on single white females while they slept. Oh, guess what single white female that do we know of in this episode? Me. Good old Marcy. No? Oh, Marcy. <laughs> Marcy. Okay. Yeah. I also was just like, shit, how am I going to sleep tonight? So different system. No. All right. So Bobby goes like bursting into Marcy's house. And Marcy is in a fucking Ooh. white nightgown. God damn it. So he just like straight up breaks in her door. Like, what the fuck, brah? No, not cool, Bobby. Yeah. Not cool. Not uh-huh. cool. You've got a gun. And, and, and then immediately house. asks where the bedroom is, which is not a great first question after that. You look a little rapey, Bobby. That's a little rapey. You've got a shotgun. There's a woman I can, but she doesn't seem like she's kind of just perturbed. She's not like, she's like afraid. More like, what are you doing? What is happening? This is ridiculous. You're freaking me out. She follows them and she's like, mm, no, I want to know what's going on. And so as she's like, he asks, if she's seen anything weird in her, his response in her responses besides you. 
just reasonable. Very reasonable. But then she sees over Bobby's shoulder and Akami up in the corner, up on the ceiling. And the Akami has fantastic style. You would not see her in a white nightgown. No, you would not. She's got this great little pyramid belt on. She's got this nice little jacket with studs on. Really digging the Akami here. Yeah. And she gets up. She fights with Bobby and throws him out the window. Mary manages to, like, run out of the bedroom and close the door and leave them in there while the Okami goes after Bobby, which is funny. Uh, So they get in a fight, though, next to the wood chipper, which we think is broken at this point. Um, And the Okami's about to push Bobby in. It's not good. Looks bad for Bobby. But then he's able to flip the script. And Marcy runs outside and screams. And he tur- the freaking wood chipper gets turned on and he shoves it through. And blood sprays out of the other end of this wood chipper. And it is hilarious and gross. Well, because it sprays all over Marcy. It does. And Bobby has no idea what is happening. Until he looks up and sees that she has not only been watching this whole thing, but she is also covered in blood and bits of Okabe. So, yeah. so it's gross. And he gross. says to her, I thought your chipper was broke. And basically, she just said that to get him to come over. She cries it out. She's like, I just said that to get you over here. And then he's just like, look, you know, I guess I could come over for dinner. It could be fun. And then she says, I don't think so. Boo. Fuck you, Marcy. He just, he, I hope you get eaten by an Akami. That man just like, he saved your ass. That Akami was Mm going to eat you because you were single and alone and sad. And yeah, you fuck that man. I'm sorry. That is at least worth like a hand job. Like, you know, he put like <laughs> I at least give him something, Marcy. He does a little dog. What the fuck, man? man? Yeah, you deserve what's coming to you. Anyways, we never we don't we didn't actually don't know what happened to Marcy. We we didn't no. I, we never find out. I think that should be a somebody She's tell me what happened. moved after she saw Bobby throw a body through the wood chipper in her side yard. Well, I also saw like a woman crawling under ceiling. Like on your ceiling. What too. would you? Yeah, I don't know. I got the heebie-jeebies. I'd look up in the corners of my room now. Yeah. Why did you do that to me? But I mean, like, I was like, I would move out of that house, and I'm like, could you move into any house? <laughs> you only live in a round you house. Have to find a dome That's house. That's how you move into <laughs> no a corners. Oh, coffee can't hang into the corner. Oh uh, I didn't know that's why you needed them anyways so uh, that, the the love between Marcy and Bobby is no more and Rufus is now called Bobby and they have another wonderful conversation and yeah. Rufus just like how did you happen to have a bamboo dagger blessed by a Shinto priest laying around and he didn't it, wood chipper trumps everything it does so, so. Wood chippers do trump everything, but do they trump how well Diana has been paying attention to this episode? Actually, this has nothing to do with, like, you you don't have to remember as much. So we are going to do lore. Ish, I guess, is the lore thing. We're going to do a thing I'm calling Lamia Okamia. And... 
Diana is going to have to f- guess if I am talking about the mythology folklore behind a Lamia or an Akami. Okay. And then, because uh, it just sounds more fun if we say Lamia or Akamiya, right? Yeah. Fair. All right. So, first question. You ready? Yes. When translated in its the language from the place that it's from, it means wolf. Which means wolf. Lamia or Okami? Lamia. No, it's Okami. They're, that is actually a Japanese wolf. Uh, although sometimes it's also called Mormo, which can be roughly translated as a terrible wolf-like monster. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. This one, this the name of this creature also became a word for mistresses. See, I want to say Okami, but now I bet that's Lamia. Damn it. I'm going to go with Okami. It's Lamia. So that was, uh, it, it was from where this is, I will say, uh, well, was right now, like, I'll give you a few more, a few more hints just because, like, if you dig it for the episode. So, uh, Lamia's river, they're from Greece. Was that about the episode? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. think about that, right? And yeah. Okami's river, Japan. So, that that may help with some things. All right. I know. I should. I'm overthinking. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It. Your third question. This word also became another word for witches. Hmm. I'm going to go with, oh man, I'm going to go with Okami. Lamia. Damn, I'm struggling today. Yeah, so, uh, try to, like, I'll give you another hint. No, no, no I mean, that's all right. Okay, let me, okay. Let me okay. just struggle. Let me suffer I, through. I'll, 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 I'll let you let suffer. Let can suffer with me. Okay, number four. All right. In the mythology, when visited by the moon god, this creature greeted him by vomiting food for a banquet and then was run through by this by the moon god's sword. That's gonna be an Okami because we talked about moon and its wolves. Correct. That is an Okami. Uh it also in mythology, uh Ukamoki Nukami uh is the, the Japanese goddess who possesses food um, in Shinto mythology. She is the goddess mm. of food. And so the moon god was sent by his sister, the sun. And so they got mad about, like, he got mad about this visit and, like, and you know, having to kill the woman who was puking on him because she was, she puked up, like, fishes and stuff for him so he could eat them. I thought it was really nice. I mean, so she was like, have some sushi. And apparently he thought that was gross. <laughs> But I thought, you know, she's being generous. Like, so, but this apparently is why the sun and the moon don't hang out. Oh. Okay. There is another thing in here, too. Just one further thing about that. Like, another messenger sent to the food goddess found various stuffs produced from her dead body. From her head came the ox and the horse. From her hmm. forehead, millet. From her eyebrows, silkworms. From her eyes, panic grass, a cereal. From her belly, rice. And from her genitals, wheat and beans. Wheat and beans. Huh. Who knew? Who knew? Hmm. All right. So, of of those two, the Lamia or the Okami, which can shapeshift? 
Oh, I feel like that was a hint, but I feel like it's the Lamia because they're the witches and all of those other things. But I'm going to guess it's Okami because we just talked about their body becoming all these things. Stop overthinking shit. It's a Lamia. <laughs> Damn it. I was right at first. <laughs> okay. uh, you think too hard. Okay. Number six. Me too. Which one is known to prey on young children or young men? Lamia. Yes. Lamia. Which can guide you through the forest? Okami. Yes. For which, to show your gratitude, would you leave out a straw sandal? Okami. Yes, because it's a dog. It wants to play with a shoe. I'm sorry. I just think that's <gasps> that's the best thing ever. Like, you just show your, you, you leave out a, a shoe for it a to shoe chew. A shoe chew on. Isn't that great? That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Like <sighs> All right. Uh, number nine. Which one became a monster after their babies were repeatedly killed? Uh, Okami? No, that Lamia. is the Lamia. So think about Greece, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lamia kept getting impregnated by Zeus. And mm. Hera kept killing the babies. Remember Greece with yeah. the gross, and then, and then they and then they get big mad because there's yeah. yeah, and then she gets mad because her husband keeps fucking this woman and then kills her babies. So, yeah. um, so which of these has removable eyes that they, they can put in to search for their victims? Go with Lamia. That is the Lamia because it was basically like whether like either in her grief, madness, or insomniatic curse that Hera gave her, she just couldn't shut her eyes, and so the lack of sleep forced her to forever envision her dead children. So this was something that Zeus yeah, felt bad Lord. about. So he yeah. let her be able to take out her eyes so she wouldn't feel sad. After he kept so. fucking, yeah, I hate Zeus so much, so much. Okay. Even like, unless he's playing, yeah, I even hate Russell Crowe Zeus. I hate Russell Crowe Zeus. Um, all right, so uh, there, there. That was your. That was the the tenth question. But I have one for a bonus. Uh oh. All right, the band Sepulchral Pistols claim to be descendants of which one? pistols seppuku seppuku pistols be a kami yes because that is japanese so this is so great uh they are obviously with pistols right so think of like they are like they do have some punk rock in them uh yeah. they claim themselves as the last survivors of the japanese wolves okami so okami like really is a word that there were wolves in japan that went extinct and they were called okami um, so seppuku pistols claim to be the last survivors of those wolves and they are also a metaphor for lost tradition and culture of Edo, of just basically like westernization of japan so there's some things that you know i don't know they're really cool to watch though there's a good documentary on them so i also just like seppuku pistols seppuku pistols so that was our quiz on that was lamia okamia <sighs> I mean, I don't know how how I feel about myself after getting a fifty percent on a quiz that had two possible answers to each question, but that's okay. 
you know, I also, I, mean, I, I overthinking. It. You were overthinking and it was kind of torn because I, this is the only time I think in Supernatural that Lamia come up. They oh. are one of my favorite characters in uh, the circus books by, oh, I forget which romance author has it. There's the paranormal circus books. I may have given them to you. Uh, but there's Lamy in there who's a badass and I love her. But, but basically they're like, they're associated with snakes, but they're also kind of a woman hating thing because Greece. So Lamia end up becoming like these snake women that are kind of like a, pre a predecessor of vampires that you know they would go around with their fangs and like drink drink men blood or children because you know she got sad because our children kept someone kept killing her kids and she went crazy go fucking figure yeah weird weird how that works weird how that works i i, I was gonna say like y'all kind of made that happen anyways so i yeah so that was yeah yay i love lobby <sighs> <sighs> so, so, all right. So we are back to uh, the conversation where uh, Rufus and Bobby are talking, and Rufus has a lead on Crowley. He does. He's figured out that good old Fergus, aka Crowley, was born in 1661 in Scotland, and had a son named Gavin, which makes him Gavin McLeod. Yes. Did you not watch Highlander? No. Gavin McLeod is a Highlander. So I'm just very annoyed um, <laughs> that they made a Highlander. Well, so yeah, I mean, I know it's a popular thing. I just haven't watched it. So anyway, so um, Gavin died in a shipwreck outside of Massachusetts in the 1700s. And there were, any there were not any bones recovered. But a few years ago, they did find a signet ring. And it is in the Treasures of the Deep exhibit at a Maritime Museum in Andover. Yes, That's and convenient. also like coming up on the Travel Channel. You can you can find the, the documentary on the treasures of the deep exhibit that they found okay. underneath. So So Bobby's like, I need that fucking ring. So Rufus, you gotta help me. And they know basically that he wants to summon the sun to get help to swap for this for his soul to Crowley. Which is this is really sweet, right? Because what this is really saying because Rufus is like, dude, I'm already almost there. Like he was like, I know you're gonna need help. Bobby, yeah. you've got friends. Like, I know, like, mm -hmm. and we'll get kind of get to this in a little bit, but you can see how he's getting eaten. And right here, you can see, like, you have this friend that was already almost there. Yep. And he's going to go. He's in trouble. He's already on the run from the cops, but he's going to go. He's going to go rob a museum. museum for you. That's mm -hmm. a friend. You and but Bobby didn't really want to ask. He didn't want to ask Rufus for help when he told him about the problem, but Rufus just insisted on helping. He didn't want to ask Rufus for help now, but he's kind of like, you know, beating around the bush having trouble asking for help but he kind of does and we're just like already there so i got, um, you. I got you. finally bobby's gonna eat some cobbler though that's the most important <sighs> finally, part yep. here fair fair but then the phone rings oh, and damn it. and dean it sounds concerned he really wants to t to vent out his feelings about how different sam is um since since he's been back and really wants to hear uh has questions for Bobby about the year that Sam was back that they didn't tell Dean. But Rufus is calling, so Bobby's got to get that. And Dean's real like, well, there's more important than Sam. And Rufus is being chased by the police now. He's had to swallow the ring to Bobby's disappointment. And, <laughs> and also, I love Bobby knows that that is, is going to be his go-to. Like, they're the kind of friends, like, don't you dare swallow that ring. I know you're going to like... 
I swallowed it. I swallowed, I swallowed it. it. I, I love Rufus so much. But Dean is just being a little bitch. bitch. Such a For little bitch. Sure. And then what's so flip- worse is like. Bobby's he- flipping back and forth yeah. on the phone between Rufus and Dean. Rufus is about to get like jacked by the cops with a with a signet he ring is. that he stole in his belly. Yeah, but literally Dean... jacked by the cops in the background, you can hear Rufus yelling, Whoa, 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 that is unnecessary force. I know my rights. And, He's a black and... man in Massachusetts <laughs> getting pulled over by the cops. And Dean's like whining, and Bobby's the only person I can talk to you about Sam and Lisa and Ben. I just want to know what's going on. And Bobby's like, it's just not a good time. But Dean's like, anyway, so it, it's just. <sighs> what's more important than Sam, Bobby? What's more important than Sam? And so finally. And, he, like... and then he calls Bobby selfish. Oh, no. <gasps> and nope. that's when Bobby stops. And it's wonderful. And says, wants to know where Sam is. So Sam gets him from outside puts bobby on speaker and bobby poured definitely poured a glass of whiskey for this speech and i've i think we've all been on those phone calls you're like i've got something to say but i need this drink right here before i say it mm-hmm. and bobby conf- tells him he's like i love you like my own some but sometimes you are whiny and self-absorbed um i do you know i do everything for you guys um and all you do is complain about each other um you know you call and I, I, I'm always helping and I know that y'all have issues, but you're not the center of the universe and reminder that Crowley has my fucking soul. So can you sack up and help me for once? And Jim Beaver is just amazing during this whole mm-hmm. like scene, like when he's chewing their asses out. And it's also really wonderful. Like at some point in there when he just is like, look, I'm here when you need someone to bitch to about each other. And Sam just looks at Dean and has this look at his face about like, you call Bobby to bitch about me. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's such a, like a great like again like Ackles your directing job was great because that was such a great scene to capture like just that look on Sam's face of like what mm-hmm. it's so wonderful and then they start like interrupting him and he's just like do I sound like I'm done <sighs> but at the end it turns into that when he asks for help Sam says all you got to do is ask and Dean says we're there. And, that, and yeah. so they they are there, but you can tell it's really hard for Bobby to ask for help. So we've got three things that we're learning about Bobby. I would say in this episode, number one, he's kind of turned into everybody's go to guy, but he's terrible. And there's a lot of people that support him and want to help him, but he sucks at asking for help, which is important for all of us to remember that sometimes it's hard to ask for help, and we should do that when we need help because we have people that support us. And number two, Bobby can never eat this fucking cobbler, and it's stressful as fuck. Those are my uh, takeaways so far. Uh, I thought you said there's three things. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. Thing? I don't remember what the third one. There, those are two. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, a couple, two takeaways. There's sorry. two takeaways. Third one. Well, he says pop- balls a lot. I think I was going to mention that balls is his is his go to statement. Yeah, but- which then was stuck in my head this week, and I did not say because I had a lot of people visiting from work. No. So. so I do love one. Just one of the boys is like, of course, like you don't even have to ask like we're here for you and i also do really also appreciate the line i'll be damned if i'm gonna sit around and be damned 
thought that was that was a good wordsmithing. Really liked that one. So we cut from like the boys finally being like, "Of course we got you," to Bobby standing on the side of a bridge, and who pulls up? But good old Sheriff Jody Mills. Jody, and uh, she mentions that she got a report of a home invasion at Macy's or Marcy's house, but that she wasn't gonna actually process the report. That's yeah. I'm also like, Jody, it's a little shady. that's like, super shady it's super shady like you're not even investigating like what what if like i've seen this dateline we're gonna go back and like they're gonna be like and that sheriff jody mills so didn't even investigate oh my uh, god like something's gonna happen to marcy later oh and some, someone's gonna do a podcast of marcy anyways so uh so, <laughs> the like story the paper. Is, so bobby's trying to ask the, the yeah. sheriff jody mills to get rufus extradited to sioux falls for murder and then but she's like i'd have to pull like all of my favors and then what and bobby's like i'll handle it after that and she's like there's you know this would you know nuke her career and and she just it's really risky and bobby's like look i've done a lot for this town and some stuff you don't even know about um i'm just i'm asking for help here and because i suck asking for help and she says she can't do it yeah which is is kind of reasonable it is a very reasonable thing to say no to because (laughs) i am fairly certain that trying to get an extradition from another state on a charge that hasn't been filed like she literally has to like make up evidence to like you can't just go to the da and say i would like to file a murder charge and have somebody extradited from massachusetts and i don't have any evidence doesn't work that way no no so, so we cut later yeah. though a little while later disappointed because she reasonably said that she could not do this a little while later sheriff mills uh jody's at bobby's front door with rufus yes and he's they're very excited to see each other and bobby puts down the very large glass of oh my god bobby your liver you need to stop drinking so much whiskey cut, cut that shit with some water or something man Worried about but she you. tells them they've got one hour and then she's calling the feds well she's calling the them. feds they say he busted out like she's she just, he busted out yeah. yes oh no but it's on bobby him. but she said but she said it's on bobby if she gets fired so anyways uh rufus she leaves and rufus tries to hand the ring the signet ring to bobby but bobby would prefer it go into boiling water first yep so now that we have that, it's time for another summoning. Yay! So another summoning, but this time we're not summoning a demon. We're summoning nope, a ghosty. A ghost. And so when you put what he said, which was Amate, Sibertis, Escorte, blah, 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 into Google Translate, it says it's Latin. And because there was nobody else who had this like all the way out in there. So I just went to Google Translate and that says, love the spirits, kiss us. We will plow with us and we will be chicken Tara. Huh. Okay, then. So we will plow. Make out with, with us. Kiss us. We'll plow with us and we'll be chicken Tara, which is apparently not a word in any language because I just tried putting that word in there. So. Didn't work. I may have just, you know, somebody transcribed that wrong. Anyhow, so who shall appear to plow with Bobby? Ghost Gavin McLeod appears. 
And he asked if he's in hell. That's his first question. <laughs> and he's Scottish, Funny. so I'm going to say the only thing he's saying is Scottish. And he wants to know where the hooras are. Even though he doesn't ask that, but... <sighs> but Bobby just wants to chat and um, about his dad. That's it. And we get a cut here. We cut scene after this. We All we know is that the ghost is there. Bobby wants to talk to him. And then we cut away. And we cut again, though. To, to another Bobby summoning. Summoning Crowley. So we got our third His summoning. cauldron is just, like, getting so much work. He literally has another cauldron out. And, and Crowley doesn't look great at first when he shows up here. He's a little tired. A little tired. But he says, he tells Bobby, he's like, look, you just got to know when to fold him. Because he thinks he's got the upper hand on Crowley, or on Bobby still. But also, uh, but like when he like, said he doesn't look great, it's because Hal's not all rainbows and two-headed puppies. I know, it's not. And, so and now we've that. confirmed the hellhounds have two heads. That's true. And Bobby's revealing that he knows that Crowley's in charge of hell now. And so Crowley's like, all right, let's have a fucking drink um, and, and talk about this. Uh, he says, the problem with demons, though, is they're demons. They are evil. They lie. And... and He's like, I try to show him a new way to do things, but mm, they're stupid. Demons maybe, stupid. maybe, uh, maybe the Lucifer's plan to get rid of all the demons wasn't the worst plan ever. Yeah. Yikes. Because they're stupid. But, but Bobby says he isn't Dr. Phil and doesn't want to hear all this. So <laughs> well, Bobby asks him if he looks like Dr. Phil and he goes, yeah. a little. Kind of. Yeah. <sighs> and oh. then Crowley mocks it's a wonderful uh, evil monologue. It's, it's a good one. Do you have he it? Tries to, yeah. He tries to play out basically what he knows that Bobby's going to say and how this whole dialogue's going to go and does this whole mock, is a mini monologue mocking Bobby and they're doing their dialogue back and forth. They, I want my soul back, Idget, but I'm surly and I've got a beard. Give me. Blah, blah, blah. Homespun core pun insult. Witty retort. Yours truly. The bottom line is you get bupkis. Are we done? but surprise so it's like because if we're feeling like um dr phil or perhaps i'm wearing povich you're a dad you are the father you are the father <laughs> and he's like yeah congrats nice plan but i hate my son so are you gonna torture him because i want to watch that too uh and maybe bring his bones so i can send him to hell um but Bobby's like, no, 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 it's that's not a chip like that. That's that's not what I was doing. I just wanted to dig up dirt on you. So Gavin hates you too, maybe more, and told me everything about you. Uh oh. Including what did he tell him? Oh, he was a two-bit tailor who sold his soul for three inches on his dick. An extra three inches below the belt. And he said he was just trying to hit the double digits. Then for some reason, in the Supernatural Wiki, somebody added into there that the average erect penis is five to six inches long, flaccid, somewhat shorter. I'm not sure why that was in the Supernatural Wiki, but I'm happy it was there. Uh... Also, in the Supernatural Wiki, it says when Crowley was human, his name was Fergus Roderick McLeod, uh, Fergus McCrook, a character from the Ulster Cycle of Irish Mythology, is famed for his virility, which is mm. also the meaning of the name Fergus, and okay. for the size of his penis. Oh. 
Yes. So uh, the Fergus McCrook has a giant dick. So penis. I told you. Lots of penises. Well, throughout all of this, Bobby's got a phone phone queued up and ready to go. Tells Crowley they know where he's planted, meaning where his bones are buried. And so he throws the phone to him and it's Dean and Sam. They're in Scotland, sitting next to dug up bones of Fergus McLeod. And uh, yeah, it's that's dangerous because they could burn these bones right now. Unless they uh, give this, give, you know, Bobby a soul back. It's easy enough, right? That's all he needs. So, yeah, it's it's a, a, a little bit of a pickle for Crowley, but he's not going to let himself get burned up. So there we go. So in the countenance for balls, we get Crowley saying bollocks. Bollocks. We and do. Uh, Scotland is surprisingly, surprisingly Jensen and Jared did not fly to Scotland. That is actually Vancouver. Not Vancouver. Hmm. Surprise. My, my one bitch is that Dean is sitting here flicking his Zippo open and closed over and over again, which is a very distinct sound. And he makes a reference to flicking his Bic. And now I know flick your Bic with like a, like an ad line from Bic lighters, but that's just. just yeah. But what is he going to say? I'm flicking my Zippo. I don't know. I just feel like it's a distinct sound. It sounds like a fucking Zippo. Yeah, but I think he's trying to say I'm about to set your bones on fire, and they can't say I'm yeah. flipping my Zippo for you. I'm flicking my back. I, I guess. So, anyways, they so Crowley gives the soul back to Bobby, and cancels the contract. But Bobby does catch him partway through and insists that he keeps his legs. Just a good call. Smart, smart. <clears throat> so does that get put and back it, on his penis? Like, where does that go? Well, I mean, or only was that one clause on his dick? I don't know. So Crowley appears in Scotland. Smart, um, smart. With a suitcase right away to claim his bones from our brothers. Yeah, smart. And Dean's like, I could just burn him anyways. Uh, and so I like Sam's comment was, he's a dick, but a deal's a deal. Yeah, kind of weird though. Like, why? Why? Why are you like? I don't know. It's it's a weird choice. It's a weird choice, right? Because remember, like Crowley burned the crossroads demon earlier, and this, but Sam's the one now who's saying that we just let him live. But anyway, so when Crowley goes off, who says, "If you'll excuse me, I have a little hell to raise." Mm. Nice. So we cut to um, Sam and Dean driving um, and um, Bobby's on, on the phone with Bobby and Bobby thanks them. And uh, there's jokes about their nine hour flight um, thinking that Dean must've gotten loaded, but apparently no, he spent the whole time clinging to a puke bag. And they're also in a fork. very tiny British car, which fair, yeah. I've, you know, was recently in tiny British cars, but mm -hmm. they have cell service in the middle of Scotland. Like probably not. On that little flip phone, I don't think so. Especially not in 2000 or whatever this was. Because, like, I can barely get self-service there now. But, uh, so, Bobby starts to, like, so, oh, oh, beyond having a puke bag, Dean also had a fork. So, yeah, he was very, very armed with this fork. I don't yeah. know how he got that through TSA. I don't know. Probably jacked it from the TGI Fridays. Um, so, he... 
Bobby starts to apologize, but luckily um, the Winchester brothers stop him from doing that. And they're like, no, no, we took you for granted. Don't worry. We, we got you. And um, the they Dean's very excited to go eat at fucking Olive Garden in Scotland. Well, because basically Bobby's shitting on Scottish food and saying, you know, try some yeah. local grub. I hear it's exotic. And I suppose probably maybe at that point in time, like the food wasn't that great. But honestly, the food in Scotland is fucking dope and most of it's just fucking fried so i mean i'm not gonna, like something like the, the fuck oh my god the takeaways that are open all night where you just get like munchy boxes filled with fried shit and haggis is really good if it's fried because you know it's fried most yeah most things are better fried yeah so and while bobby. the boys are like trying to get their scottish food what what happens to poor bobby finally gets to try to start eating that cobbler and the phone rings before he the first bite oh, it's so disappointing i wanted to hear about this cobbler also just don't answer the phone some me time have some me time bobby so he had to answer it he had to answer it it was the fake fbi line someone could be in trouble well i mean they can just get out of it themselves you can't be the the, the fbi all the time that's true. Uh, yeah. Take some time for some peach cobbler. Stop and smell the peach cobbler and Marcy. Self-care. Self-care. And I bet if you go knock on her door again, she'll answer you. Marcy doesn't have a lot of choices. No. Slim pickings. It's too false, man. And she's a, she's a middle-aged woman. I hear you, Marcy. I get it. It's hard up. Don't be so picky. So are we going to do some little casting couch? Yes. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. All right. So, speaking of Miss Marcy, Marcy Ward was played by Jennifer Aspen. Um, she's had a fairly long, um, career. She's been in, you know, she was in single episodes of shows like married with children, 90210, step by step living single NYPD blue, Will and Grace friends, CSI and more. Um, she spent two years on the show party of five where she played Daphne. Uh, she was Cindy, the realtor in the movie, Mr. Woodcock. And a few, ep- she was in a handful of episodes of Glee as uh, Kendra Giardi and um, was uh, on a, the first season of GCB as Sharon. GCB. I think it's Good Kristen Pitches. It was like a show with uh, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Chenowich. Oh my God, oh. I can't say her name. I think that's I, mean, I like Kristen Chenowich, um, but. I think okay. that's what one of those. Right. I think that was her. I might be wrong. I might be lying. It's one that sounds like it could be fun. And then the Crossroads Demon that burned up in Bobby's basement was played by uh, Sharon Taylor. Um, she played. She was also Amelia in the Stargate, Stargate Atlantis series, um, Feora in Smallville series, Sophia in um, Ghost Wars, and uh, she was um, the Witch of the East in Once Upon a Time, uh, Tia Margot in Riverdale, um, Micah in Altered Carbon and uh, plays uh, Elena in Big Sky. I'm seeing, you know, there's a few shows that we see a lot of consistent crossover from actors, I think, on these shows, which I think is interesting. Vancouver. Yeah. 
We get Smallville a lot, and we get Big Sky a lot. I think it's interesting. But anyways. Um, nah, I mean, awesome. Big Sky is recent. Well, now. Fuck, and fuck yeah. Big Sky. I don't know. It looks gross. I never watched that one. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in the Jensen. I'm not watching it. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that's what. No, I don't watch it. I just I noticed that as a new. I've one. I've read the blurbs and no, thank you, no, no. Wow. Also, not going to go so, back and watch him in soap operas. So, well, so Gavin McLeod uh, was played by Adam Groves, and um, he actually doesn't hasn't had a lot of credits. So I don't know. It doesn't appear that acting is his primary thing. I think he shows um, up at a lot of cons, though. I feel like he does. Well, he um, was in one episode of the Good, or he was in one episode of the Good Place, and uh, was uh, a character named Jack in all the Queen's Men series. Hmm. Uh, Agent Adams was played by um, uh, Shaw Shaw Madsen, and it is um, a lot of stunt work. Actually, that's his background. He does a ton of stunt work, um, and he was um, played a character named Chad in that movie, The Skulls. Uh, he was Lonnie and Bulletproof, and then um, had some smaller roles, um, like you know, a small role in the A Team movie <clears throat> and in um, Tron Legacy. There we go. That's our cast this week. Aw, what a fun cast! I really like Marcy. I do too. Same. Same. Yeah, this until, is a super like, fun until, episode. Until she got too picky. Mm. Right? Like, come on. I think it's like once you put that white nightgown on, it was over. Is that what it was? It killed it? Yeah, but I mean, I think if Bobby wanted to hook up with the Akami, like, she was fucking hot. I'd hook up with the Akami. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was a super fun episode, and I think it was a really important one, because I know that Bobby is such a constant in this, and, like, I think sometimes, like, I almost felt bad for Bobby before, too. I'm like, dang, they just fucking, like, order Bobby around. Like, what is this? So, it was time really glad for Bobby got... to have an episode. For him to have an episode, and for Bobby to, like, swallow his pride a little bit because i think that was important too and be able to ask for a little bit of help yeah it's hard you know it is hard and it was important for him to remember that he does have people that support him and he's not just there to support everybody else i think that was important for him too not just the the, about his pride but i think it was a good it was a fun episode in a lot of ways because it did have it was really cleverly done with circling back to the to the cobbler having the the naughty lines here and there having the great dialogue and the the spar the verbal sparring with crowley it was just really an enjoyable episode yeah i think we got to see a lot of jim beaver acting off of other people which you know so really one got to highlight like his his comedic timing is just so dry and so i think that's just i really jive with just that you know kind of you know that idiot sense of like like i'm you're so dumb humor yeah (laughs) but uh, but also you know it was nice to see the boys take a step back but still have the storyline was still progressing a little bit right so even though we flipped to another character season six is still chugging along with dean being like sam something's wrong with him but also, I kind of like Sam in this episode. Sam was just like, nah, I got you, Bobby. Like, Dean's being all whiny and shit, and Sam's being like, nah, I got my friend. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you got a lot of that. I think you got that aspect of it perpetuating, you know, the storyline. And then, of course, the importance of, of, you know, kind of a circle back, but Bobby getting his soul back. And that what that and then learning that Crowley might be a little more important than we thought in hell. He's the king of hell. The king of hell. I think I think those were, you know, you know, with an episode that was not as 
quote unquote plot driven, but also just really fun and more character development. You still got these points that are really still drive the season story. It was a good way to do it. I liked it. Yeah, I think it was one. I think I really like when uh, La- Dab and Laughlin, yeah, when whenever they like they pair up. Like I really like their writing style, just because I think it's yeah. you know it's I I like their humor, but also I think it was just an interesting way to tell this story. Liked it, yeah. And I really, you know, I said I really dig Jim and ugh, the character who played Rufus is driving me now, but I really like Rufus and Bobby together. I think they are a winning, they're a winning duo. They play off Good. each other really well. I agree. No, I think they do too, and I think it's and important Jody to have, and like, Bobby more, too. Like both, they like, do too. Yeah, it's a different, but it's a different vibe. And the cool thing I think about the Rufus and Bobby like friendship um, and getting to see that is like okay, so obviously the Sam and Dean slash bobby relationship it's a little father sonish right we know that and then the jody one is a little bit more like an like a a friend like a a frenemy kind of not really not even that far she's a woman well i mean they're like buddies but it's a little bit like prickly and then but the rufus is more like a, a peer friend does that make sense like yeah they're probably in this they're in the same age range they have similar life experiences they're friends that do work together and you know it's just a little bit different friendship type i think than some of the other relationships we get to see bobby have yeah so yay bobby has a friend yay and a friend who busts his balls too right and so like you can tell like they're really you wouldn't be friends with someone that didn't no it's really hard to be friends with someone who doesn't bust your balls See, more balls, more balls and penises. I told you, there's all this episode is all about dick, 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 dick. And with that note, I think we've said all we're going to say. Yeah. There we go. All right. (laughs) Seriously, you good? Yeah. No, that's all I got. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, zero episodes since Bummerland or Bummertown. Yeah. One of those. One one day we'll figure out where what where bummers live. Anyways, cheers, Dirk. Cheers, Mitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get a production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Devil's Trap Podcast.